0: Hello and welcome to this At Any Rate podcast. I'm Arindam Sandilia from JP Morgan's Global FX Strategy Team. As has been the case through this year, uh, the dollar once again traded on the back foot this week. The DXY slipped below another symbolic big figure, below one or two this time, uh, levels that we last saw in May of last year. If you've been listening to our podcasts, the reasons for this are by now pretty well known. US growth is broadly faltering, especially on the manufacturing side, even though this week's uh, flash PMI surprised ever so slightly on the upside, albeit at very weak sub-50 levels. On the other hand, non-US growth is on the upturn. European flash PMIs and German IFO both beat expectations. And next week's China PMI for January is likely to show the first solid effects of Chinese reopening. Now that said, in a number of investors' eyes, things are beginning to look a little overdone here, at least tactically. The dollar trade-weighted has just fallen 5% plus over the past three months. It's one of the steepest declines uh, in the history of the index over the past two decades, barring the post-GFC reversal, which feels a little too much, too fast. Um, Some technical indicators that we track are sitting at overbought levels, and clients are beginning to question whether the China reopening rally is already mature after moves this large. So to discuss all this and more, I have with me my colleague, James Nelligan. James, thanks for being on this podcast. Thanks. So, so James, before we dive into the currency specifics, let's first talk about the macro information we received this week. Anything on that front that strike you as particularly eye-catching?
1: Yeah, sure, thanks, Arindam. Um, I think the PMIs were, were quite interesting. Um, on the headline, you know, it was quite mixed across sectors. And like you say, the moves themselves on the headline were not, were not that large. But beneath the surface, under the hood, I think there's some really interesting things going on. If, if you look at the, the future output as subcomponent across Europe, UK, US and Japan, uh, you saw pretty outsized moves there. And they were quite, they've been quite synchronized over the past few months. So it does, it does suggest that the, the bottoming in manufacturing that we saw in Europe is, is starting to broaden out. Um, and I think for the dollar as a kind of global cyclical asset uh, where manufacturing is your more leading ser- sector rather than uh, services, that's, that's potentially quite meaningful over, over the medium term. Um, it also favors kind of our, our rotation trades where, where you see um, UK and US on the whole, their service sectors are, seem to be more lagging. Um, whereas you, you do have that more synchronized manufacturing upturn. So things like um, long Aussie CAD and short Sterling Aussie, uh, we, we still like on, on those dynamics as well.
0: So, James, that's, that's all uh, reasonably clear in line with uh, the trends that we've been seeing all year. Uh, but what's very notable uh, in these last few days is there are an increasing number of questions from investors about how much is too much in terms of dollar weakness, the macro supports notwithstanding. Uh, is that your experience, too, in your client conversations and how are you thinking about this particular issue?
1: Yeah, positioning is is being discussed, you know, everywhere you go, really. Um, I think over the short term, there are there are some things to look at. Um, so our EM colleagues publish an EM risk appetite index, which, historically has worked quite well at turning points. Um, and at the moment it's it's indicating overbought levels. You also have a string of catalysts next week, you know, whether it's Fed, BOE, ECB, or payrolls, um, you know, that that could be catalysts for that, for that risk appetite index to to know to to do what it usually does um, and, and indicate a kind of short-term reversal in risk appetite. So that's something that we're cautious of. Um, but really thinking more medium term and the way things are priced um, and the data that's coming in, it suggests things could go a fair bit further. So one thing we do is is we map Aussie and China-linked assets against um, the China PMIs. And it, it shows you that we're really only pricing a China PMI of around 50 to 51. Um, and given the growth forecast upgrades that we've seen, um, and, and things like the housing policy index that, that our China economics team looks at. Um, we'd probably say pricing above that is, is more appropriate over the medium term. So on a growth differential basis, I, I think for, for the dollar, there's 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 more to come after a potential, you know, tactical pullback next week on, on any on, on some of the, the shorter term catalysts.
0: I know, James, uh, my personal leaning is more towards uh, dollar strength rather than weakness, but uh, I know painfully I have to say I agree with you fundamentally that there's probably not enough to suggest an imminent reversal of the weak dollar trend that we're seeing here. Now, I, I see echoes of what the Fed is telling us in terms of uh, you know, just pausing rate hikes don't mean that cuts are imminent in the same way history teaches us that uh, you know when you get these rapid moves in markets in either direction they don't really tend to be followed by v-shaped reversals in the opposite direction the more likely outcome is um, consolidation or sideways meandering of markets and i suspect uh, you know this tension between this fundamentally growth supported dollar weakness as you as you say versus this technical over, oversold setup is going to resolve itself over the next few weeks or a couple of months via sort of reduction in trend velocity and uh, lowering of FX fall in coming weeks, rather than sort of pronounced directional moves.
1: Okay, yeah, th- thanks for that, Arindam. Um, the other the other development this week, obviously, was the surprise uh, conditional hold from from the Bank of Canada, and how FX markets reacted to that, um, front-running similar pauses from from other central banks. Um, and in a mirror image of of last year's synchronized tightening that that hurt risk and and helped the dollar. That's almost having a, a liquefying effect on on markets and and hurting the dollar in the process. Do you think that's uh, legitimate or, or premature here?
0: And James, I'll have to say that I feel uh, this is a little premature. Um, you know you can uh, make a number of arguments as to why that is the case. Um, unlike the Bank of Canada that signaled a pause. You know, it's absolutely not clear that all DM central banks are on that same page. Uh, we have ECB, BOE, and Riksbank uh, hiking till Q2. On our projections, RBA doesn't stop hiking till, or rather, RBA resumes hiking in Q3. Uh, so it's too early to project that template onto others. Um, and we have a full slate of central bank meetings next week, so possibly we can get some uh, some pushback on this front from them. Um, even if central banks pause it doesn't mean that uh, you get uh liquefying rate cuts from from these guys next year given the inflation experience of 22 and then um, in a number of places our rate strategists are flagging that um, the decline in yields is front-running or overrunning fundamentals us treasuries being a prime example where the team is inclined to be to be bearish bonds uh, tactically right now so you know given the state of affairs I feel like uh, you know, some of this celebration is probably a, a, a bit premature, uh, but on this issue of um, central bank meetings, I know we have some important ones coming up next week, including the ECB and the BOE, uh, any implications for your European FX space from that?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, like you say, very important central bank uh, meetings next week. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're all hawkish. Um, I think there are some interesting read across uh, from from the ECB to to the Scandi currencies. Actually, um, so we have seen uh, the rate spread in in those currency pairs, Euro Scandies, uh, be be arguably the primary driver uh, for the last few months. Uh, the rate spreads had a, had a significant move, um, and and the market is priced for. Or of the view that certainly that, that Norge's bank and Rick's bank will struggle to keep up with any with any hawkishness from, from the ECB. So we are expecting a 50 basis point hike from the ECB next week. The press conference will probably see Lagarde push back against any kind of dovish read from, from the sources article that was that was published uh, recently. Um, and, and that in that kind of world, uh, you know, we could see the rate spread, um, you know, take another, another leg um, in favor of Scandi FX weakness. So we're still long Eurostocky. Uh, we, we've got a, a bullish bias for Euronoke as well. Um, and the Catalyst next week could, could see uh, the pairs move uh, more along those lines, we think. Um, so obviously, away from those um, central banks, um, we do obviously have the Fed. Um, next week, another uh, really important central bank, with the, along with the ECB and the BOE. Um, what are you thinking there, Arindam? Um, do you think that's going to move the needle on the dollar, or or not so much?
0: Uh, yeah, James, my, my sense is not so much uh, because uh, it looks like the degrees of freedom for the Fed are relatively limited. So clearly, the market expects is is perfectly priced for a twenty-five basis points rate hike. There have been some suggestions that uh, the Fed could not even deliver that given what the boc has done but i think it's a little premature as we discussed earlier uh, inflation is still about the fed's comfort levels um the fed only last month uh, or other last meeting signal that it wants uh, a higher thermal rate by a, a higher m- median dot for 2023 which the market has completely ignored so far um, but at the same time you have had some reasonably steady progress towards uh, lower inflation that disinflation trend is pretty well entrenched So between um, the signs of progress on inflation, but uh, probably too loose financial conditions for the Fed's liking, um, I think the likely delivery is what the market expects, which is a 25 basis point rate hike. And um, the litmus test for the Fed uh, and and markets, in my, my opinion, is whatever they do, whatever they say. Uh, does it move the needle on uh, terminal Fed funds pricing or not? Uh, that has been a very sticky number, around 5% for the last three months. In fact, the stickiness of that terminal Fed funds pricing uh, coincided with the onset of dollar weakness. And uh, unless that number moves, I suspect the dollar is going to be stuck here. And if the dollar is stuck here, then uh, chances are that uh, FX vol, which is looking quite high relative to this lack of uh, motion in, terminal FFR pricing will start to correct lower and play some some catch down. So with that, we uh, come to the end of this podcast. Uh, Thanks very much for listening in. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JPMorgan research reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2023 JPMorgan Chase & Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on January 27, 2023.